Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom-Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez, a senior staff member. Oh, it's back. Yeah. You brought it back. You just can't, you just can't stay away, can it, you? Just sometimes it feels organic and off the cuff, and sometimes it, I don't know, it just doesn't come out. Well, today uh, we will be taking a bite out of minute 11 which begins with Sean admitting that, you know, he he knows that Noel doesn't want to be here forever mm-hmm. and ends with Sean saying that he hasn't forgotten about his bi-monthly visit to his mom's. Which is a pretty desolate sentence. Yeah. Bi-monthly visit to your mom's is. Well, here's the thing, right? So like, like a neutral means- milk hotel song. Bi-monthly means to to means different things to different people. Oh, okay, okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because for for me, and it sounds like probably to you, unless you just, I mean, granted, you 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 just you just really really love your mom, so maybe <laughs> maybe this is still sad for you. Sure. Um, but uh, for me, bi-monthly means every other month. But there, it always seems to be this confusion with some people where they take it to mean twice, twice a, a month. month. Yeah. And I I'm not a I I'm not a linguist, but there's not immediately to, to me anything grammatically wrong with either one. Like yeah. bi-monthly because what bi-monthly, yeah, every other month is I think not only what I what I think of, but also I it's definitely Sean's situation. Yeah, well, because I think when I think of bi, I think of like bifurcated. And so I just think of like separate, mm-hmm. which makes me think every other month, like se- mm-hmm. separate. I don't know. If you, whereas like, whereas like bi-monthly meaning every other week, that is bi-weekly to mm-hmm. me. If you're, if you're listening, if you're, if you're like listening to a podcast and like fucking Mark Marin or Pete Holmes or whoever the fuck is like, Hey, like buy this box of soap, type in pow coffee, get half off. And it comes bi-monthly. <laughs> Do what? When do you expect to get that that box of soap? Twice a right. month or once every other month? Yeah. See, I think of um, twice a month. I think of uh, twice monthly. Yeah, uh, like, I, I think like that's bi- much bi monthly, twice monthly, mm-hmm. bi weekly, twice weekly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Twice annually. Twice annually. Bi annually. Mm-hmm. I watched, but nine, then doesn't yeah. doesn't bi annually mean twice a year? Yeah, that's. That's your biannually one. What's out? Time for your biannually checkup. It's time to your biannually biannual. That's oil. every six months, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to the bottom of this on the Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, let's so. ask the hard hitting questions, guys. Yeah. Let's figure this. Let's figure this bi monthly thing out. Um, 
But I'm I'm with you. I think Sean's situation is that he's going every other month. I've always been really curious as to um, so as, as as Scott, you know, to quote Sean, um, I, I love my mom, but I also <laughs> have not lived driving distance from from where my family lives in like almost a decade now since 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 graduating high school. I have wow. never I have never in my adult life been able to just like pop over to mom and dad's. So right. I'm curious as to how often I would go if if it was that much of a non-chore, non-event. Right, right. Because no, it, it, it takes like six months to plan a trip back home. Right, right. Absolutely. So, um, all right. So let's let's go back to the beginning of the minute because uh, we got we got Noel here um, in what gets one of the biggest laughs out of me every time I watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, Sean says, you know, I have things I want to do with my life. And he just as dry and as mumbly as possible just goes when, when it's yeah. Rafe's ball really, uh, crushes this minute with, with two lines and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. I, I think I, I might've said this last week, but Knowing now Rafe Spall much better on screen and like having seen, you know, more of his performances, it makes this all the more impressive. Yeah. When? When? It's, it's so, so little. And he just. No flavor. <laughs> he just looks at him. He's got this, like, just this dead eye look at him. Mm -hmm. Like, when? Like, like he's, he's looking at him, looking at Sean. With this mixture of pity and genuine concern, like yeah, and interest, <laughs> but still like kind of bored. Yeah, yeah. I also, oh, uh, so I also good. really we're skipping ahead a little bit, but I also got a good laugh out of is she dead? Right, absolutely. Because he's he's just um, like, he's having like five percent of a laugh with it. He's uh -huh. he's twisting the knife like so subtly. Uh -huh. Um, so, and yeah. I love Sean's expression mm -hmm. when he asks when, and then we get what is. I, I I'm trying to think. Um, I I don't I don't I I don't know. I can't remember another. I mean, this whole movie's quotable, but I can't think of another line prior to this one. I think this is like the first like iconic, you know, yeah, I iconic T-shirt. Like, Mm -hmm. T-shirt line of dialogue. Sure. Hot topic poster. Right. And this is and this is it's interesting because I always forget who says it first. Yeah, yeah it, it's and it's just it's, this it's, it's just this punk kid at the at the Flory Electronics yeah. store. It's Noel. Um, yeah, it's Noel. Uh he says, You got red on you. Uh because uh his pen is linked in mm -hmm. his in his pocket. He his he, top pocket. he passes the ball to Frost and then Frost gets the callback layup. Mm-hmm. And True. I think it's I think it's the lion's share of the credit. I mean, whenever they show that line in like a montage, it's never Noel saying it. It's right. It's usually Ed. It's either it's either Ed or um Philip. Right. Um but uh, yeah, no, he just said, I, I just love that this is, 
just Sean just can't get away with anything. Um, yeah, he's just rolling that ones on charisma. Yeah, like, yeah, he just, Noel is just not letting him get away with anything. And then I also love this ridiculous, uh, this ridiculous ADR after Noel walks away and the, his cell phone rings and he's just Hello, like, mate. Yeah. Hello, mate. <laughs> I love that the, just the, the period of that scene is he gets right back on his phone. Uh-huh. That that conversation did 0% to him. Yep. 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 Yeah, and, I, and I've absolutely, um, as I said last week, I just, I, I work with so many people like that when I worked at Circus City. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it's like. Uh, I also want to point out, um, I love the primary color vacuums in the back behind Sean. And I, mean I love the that. Yeah, well, and I love that the the green one has a smiley face on it. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's like a little, it's like a little, like a little face, like a yeah, Bob, a like face. a Bob the Builder face. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but I Hello, like it. Sean. <laughs> I'm a green vacuum. I am. Yeah, these. Uh, I I I I guess sometimes I will forget when this movie came out and then I get to this scene and this is one of the only scenes I think in the whole movie that really date it. Oh, for me it's um, the video game scenes for sure. Oh, the video game scenes will do that too, but it's almost, it's so fast that I'm not really like paying too close attention to the graphics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but here just seeing a, a, a sales floor full of CRT televisions, like, <laughs> just yeah. not a single flat panel tele- television anywhere to be found. Um, is uh pretty distracting to be honest. Yeah, no, it's it, it really it really just puts progress in perspective to me. I mean, I'm yeah. It's, you go back and watch like any movie in the '80s, like The Fisher King. You see Jeff Bridges living at like the height of opulence, and it just looks so mm-hmm. like it, it's like he's living in an '80s strip mall. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Did you ever own the other I mean, thing? You, you had to. Were these like your first TVs that you had, like out, oh yeah, like out of the house? Oh yeah. No, I I uh, when I worked at Circuit City, I bought. I chose to buy a uh, a big Sony CRT television because, well, it was sharper and it was just better than the flat panels were at the time because mm-hmm. like H- hd wasn't a huge thing yet i i don't even know if the blu-ray versus hd dvd war had begun yet so so like the idea of like buying an hd television was ridiculous okay so sean is selling this uh this nice couple here this nice young couple um a television and he's talking about the features and he says, this one comes with your basic digital package. You got your entertainment shows. You've got your, you know, your talk shows and your, your news. Do televisions come with TV packages in England or is this just, you know, is he selling, is he selling something else? Is he selling like satellite and he's just showing them on a TV? I, what comes on the satellite? Like, What's going on here? I've spent my I spent a good chunk of my teenage years loitering around a Best Buy, and I feel like I've heard conversations about TV packages. I I but I worked at a Circuit City in the television department, and you're saying and you're saying this is bogus. Yeah, I, this sounds bogus to me. You're this doesn't seem like a a real thing. Shenanigans, um, at least not from 
from Circuit City. Sure. Well, uh, I air to we your didn't... expertise. Yeah, L- listeners, let us know. Do you do you walk out of a out of a store like this with like a cable package? Well, see, we would have people there, never cable, but we would occasionally have like direct TV people there, but it was always being sold by someone who they worked for direct TV and they were just set up in our store. But like Sean, like a circuit city employee would not be selling the satellite package. They would be, they would say like, okay, you're going to buy this TV. And if you want to, if you want to, you know, a discount on a satellite package to go with that, then you're going to want to go talk to Bobby over here and he'll set you up with an installation guy and yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'm Bob. Let's set you up with a new TV. It it seems like weird, like salesman gobbledygook. Well, like uh, is, uh, yeah. And and I, I feel like asking more questions would just further expose my my ignorance but yeah let us let us know what is sean yeah, is doing Eng- is england different is england um, different yeah <laughs> answer us that please yeah i just mean i just mean specifically about yeah, buying yeah. televisions of course um but but yeah so but i do want to point out um the things that he uh is, is showing through. off yeah for the other channels. yeah so first he he um is he the first thing that we're watching here is a, a television show called Trisha, hosted by uh, Patricia Goddard, mm-hmm. um, who is is now uh, 59 years old. Oh, um, congratulations. 59 glorious yeah. years in she's, show business. Uh, she's actually since moved to America. Um, she had a television show called Trisha from 1993 to 2010 on uh, ITV. And then it moved to channel five or later um, somewhere in there. Um, And, uh, and then later uh, she became a quote, conflict resolution expert Mm. on the Maury Povich show in America. Yeah, and then that uh, became her own show, also named Trisha, um, on, in America, which she had for two years, from 2012 to 2014. Uh, currently, it appears that she may be retired of some sort, sure. living comfortably, um, hopefully. Yeah, or just or just living comfortably, just in general, because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't it doesn't look like she's really doing anything right now that I can I can see. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, sort of in a. I mean, well, what's what, what what's Kathy Lee Gifford doing these days? Uh, yeah, whatever it's Kathy Lee Gifford. Maybe they both get maybe they get brunch together. Maybe they um, live in a beach house together. In Malibu. And they go that's, on. That's fun. They go on adventures together. I like the idea of that. Because one's kind of type A, but one's a little bit type B. Sure. Why not? Uh, I so really. That's what I, that is. I remember thinking even the first time that I was watching this that the the reveal of he's showing off channels, but it just keeps being the news, and he has to like snap out of his automated talk. I I, I remember being like, oh, that could be in like a Roland Emmerich movie. That's like a really cool creeping way to to show uh like that the apocalypse is coming well a lot of this uh could be i i think could be in a roland emmerich movie a lot of the these like 
small sort of background. Yeah, because I mean, he, I mean, you could you could art you could make the argument that somewhere in this world there is a Roland Emmerich movie happening. Right. Yeah, and we're just we're we're seeing it from the the kind of anti view, similar to I guess what Cloverfield would do, but in a much more kind of serious melodramatic way. Right. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know the. Bless his heart. I, I I I enjoy watching so many of his movies, but Roland Emmerich seems to love starting from the position of the everyman. Like think about like John Cusack in 2012, or like Will Smith sure. in Independence Day, like working class Joes. But it it so quickly devolves into like, but now they're with the president, and they're just being right. chased by a lava guy. Because they're the only, they're the only expert of this yeah, very specific thing yeah, that's it, attacking the planet. His ex-wife, his used to, but now he couldn't make the bed, and she works for the president. But you now they, they still got their. He won't make the bed still, but now he's important, right? <laughs> and it's it's like if I, I one of the many things that's admirable admirable about Sean is that it it doesn't zoom out; it keeps its lens focused on. Right. These very mundane humans. In fact, the the things that Sean is good at, good at, they actually like cut out of the script. Like all of the things that he's an expert of, like they they cut all of those things out of the script, oh, which which fun. is which is um one of the things like you know, I haven't really been talking about the script a lot because it's really just like super minor bits and bobs here and there. Right. There's no uh, big fun 80, like 69 draft. Right. There's not, there's no big chunks missing. It's really just little, little bits here and there um, that they just, they cut out between, you know, eyeline exchanges or something in the edit. Right. Um, yeah. And, and things like that. Uh, like there's a whole there's a whole riff in that first scene where Sean says he's not so hot on theater. Um, there was like a there's like a whole riff where he says, I'm not so hot on theater. And uh, Lucy, um, Lucy Davis uh, says, uh, oh, well, we you know, there is a there's a really uh, tasteful uh he says, she says, uh, I took my students to see this great new play about incest. Very cool. Lots of swearing. And then Liz <laughs> says, he's not so hot on theater. Uh, and then that's when Diane says, well, how about a nice meal? You could go to that restaurant me and Das go to. Um, so, so like you just cut out that one little joke just to like quicken the pace of the scene yeah, or whatever. Yeah, just, so just it's just a little... lot of, a lot of really little stuff yeah. like that. And if, and if the, the point that we're going to make over and over again is like, Oh, they cut that for, for timing. Then right. <laughs> it really doesn't bear that much repeating. Right, right. Exactly. Um, the, uh, uh, the only other thing that, um, is cut out that I've seen so far that are, uh, you know, interesting bits. Um, we'll get to, uh, something about Sean specifically, um, later in the week, uh, that, that sort of like expert, uh, thing I was referencing. Um, we'll get to that later, but I mean, that's so far, those are kind of like, that's the only bit where I'm just like, Oh, we learn a little bit more about Sean. That's interesting that they cut that. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll, um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be good to, to dip back into that when it's cool. Right. But, uh, 
but yeah, like like you were saying with the with the whole like Roland Emmerich of it all, like yeah, no, Sean is like the anti Roland Emmerich character because he's he's not you know he's secretly he's not special. The, yeah, he's not this the 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 you know the special weapon. He's not the this the president's secret weapon like mm-hmm. every other main character in every other Roland Emmerich movie is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This is literally, this is like, uh, I mean, this isn't Roland Emmerich, but this is where my mind went. He, he, Sean is like the dude on the bike with the dog in Armageddon. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what if there was a whole movie about that guy? Right. That's, that's Sean. Or like, or like when it starts to like hail in Malibu, there's always that one guy that's like, huh? Right. What's that? Um, Or like an old man fishing and then all of a sudden it's like, I caught Godzilla. Right. Um, I also wanted to point out that the, uh, the three channels that, um, well, not, not just channels, but, uh, everything else, um, just, just, you know, all, all of the channels that Sean flips through here showing off the cable packages, um, are the same channels that he flips through in the epilogue that all have zombies in them. Oh, Um, fun. Yeah. So he, he has uh he has he has Trisha and then he has that game show uh with the guy uh laughing where he doesn't where he doesn't know what it is. Right. It's a like some sort of people on a some sort of obstacle course person on a mm-hmm. on a bouncy bungee cord thing trying to get to the end of a thing but being pulled back by bungee cord or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then like the news. Uh yeah. Well, I think this is a great time to bring up another uh, whatever we're calling them, like pre pre callbacks or pre references, premonitions, premonitions. Uh, But we we get this is the first instance of another Edgar Wright motif, channel surfing. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're not even uh, premonitions anymore because now we're in the movie. Um, So they're just uh, recurring motifs now, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the, yeah, the channel surfing. Though in this particular case, uh, it's not telling a story, right? Yet, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, yeah, it, it or, slowly or, is, or really even foreshadowing anything directly. It's foreshadowing the concept of. No, it's not even foreshadowing. It's a setup to a payoff we'll get later. Okay. Um. But whereas. You know, other other uh, channel surfing stuff is like foreshadowing or um, like it is in Baby Driver or it's uh, like forming a forming exposition um, as he's uh, and channel surfing. Yeah. And they're just and but. they're not ch- channel surfing, but in Hot Fuzz, they're, you know, they watch Point Break and Bad Boys, too. It's I can't think of very many yeah. filmmakers that have so many moments set aside to let their characters watch TV. I know <laughs> it's true. Um, I love that Sean feels the need to clarify to his customers that Philip is not his dad. Yeah. Out loud. Yeah. It's not my dad. It's my stepdad. Like, <laughs> dude, we don't, we don't, we do not care. Is there another salesman that you we are can a, talk to? You please? are a 30, you are a, a 29 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> People have stepdads. Uh, I love it. I also love this uh, this sort of establishment of what I will call the 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 Philip twist around. Yes, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Philip's whole body language here a little bit. Uh, 
He just he just completely he just spins around completely like at his feet. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it it it's exactly what he does in the um the plan montage later. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's cool. Once again, like I I I saw this movie really before I I, I knew who Bill Nighy was and got excited about Bill Nighy just like on his own right, but again like like with that little turn and just the way his back is turned to Sean it's like oh that's not that's not like the the swinging sexy grandpa Nighy that I that I've come to love like he's a little he's a little rigid mm-hmm. he's conservative he's conservative yeah he's described in the script as uh a bear of a man okay yeah uh oh man so- can you imagine Robbie Coltrane Mm. He would have been good. Yeah, he would have been. Uh, but I, I do like that they put him in front of just this really gaudy set of car speakers. <laughs> yeah, like, like some something he, he couldn't have been looking at for his own yeah, interest. Yeah, he's checking it out. I mean, he's got that nice car. Maybe he's thinking about putting some speakers in. Some new I was speakers. hoping to get some speakers for my new car, you see. I've just got it. <laughs> I want to hear my tunes playing through the speakers as I drive through downtown London. Uh, this new. I'm working on it. I'm workshopping it. <laughs> it's good. It's pretty good. Listeners, let um, us know. How do you... How do, <laughs> what do you say when you're doing your do, Bill Nighy voice? The, do, do you say, keep going? Or do you say, stop, stop it? Never do it again. Stop. Never. Please, no. No. Please, no. Never. Yeah. No more. Um... <laughs> let's let's not dock this show up too. Right. Uh, yeah. I hate, I hate to find so, out like a year later. <laughs> when we're when we're four weeks away from the end of the show. Stop doing that. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, uh too late. Sorry. Um when he turns around though, uh it looks like he has shifted his his uh shifted what he's looking at. From the speakers to the, uh, like the uh, electric kettles. So maybe, maybe he was actually looking at the electric kettles. Oh, uh, that's yeah. That seems to be. Mm-hmm. That seems to be on brand with Phil. Yeah, though I will say, um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, when you're looking at these Kenwood electric kettles here. Uh, they are priced at five hundred and forty nine dollars and three hundred and fifty nine dollars, respectively. Yeah, that's. I mean, but then again, we're we're Americans, so like <laughs> I don't know. Like we like, we I, undervalue electric kettles. Yeah, like I don't give a shit. Like I when when I buy a te- I bought my last teapot. I don't even own one right now, but I bought my last teapot at a fucking Bed Bath and Beyond for like. $15. It was like silver. That was that's all I know about it. But mm. what would a what would a what would a souped up kettle do? Like what does it like has it just have like a filter? I I don't know. I own an electric kettle. I think I bought it for maybe $20. $500. Yeah, well yeah. I mean I I just think that they listeners UK they put listeners. items. I, I think they just put items on this shelf, and that uh, 
they didn't think about the oh, changing, so it's, it's, switching it, it, out the labels. So it's the production designer's fault, not fault. Yeah, fault. yeah. I, I mean, that's that would be my guess is that they were yeah. like, well, no one's gonna notice, notice. that. No one's gonna released. watch this a minute at a time, frame by frame, Never. in another country. <laughs> uh, so yeah, li- listeners, tell us what's the most you've ever paid for a kettle. What could a five hundred and forty-nine pound kettle do? <laughs> what would it have a little big there's a big sign that's a special offer which is <laughs> special offer. Even... this is half a grand <laughs> oh man it's a hell of a kettle um that's a lot would for you... like a bed i think yeah uh well i don't know it's, it's a solid pretty, it's a, it's a, solid that's a price. normal price for a for like a queen size bed i'd okay. say yeah but a bed will last you like what five ten years yeah, something like that in that range. How hot? And you gotta I imagine a kettle. If a, if, if a kettle is gonna cost five hundred dollars, it better be like a yeah, family I'm, heirloom. Yeah, I want that um, thing buried with me. Yeah, like I want it to be a family and... heirloom, and I want it to heat up the water to boiling in thirty seconds flat. That's what I want. Yeah, no exception. No exception. Absolutely for, no for exception. A, for a second, not joking. Before you finish your sentence, I thought you were gonna say that's where you would want like your ashes. <laughs> that too yeah. I want people to, to drink me in a, in a tea <laughs> or coffee I want to be absorbed into their body just, I want to put like, that in my will just your Kevin Ziegler <laughs> cartoon just giving like the thumbs up on like a tea bag <laughs> yes Corelli's own that's right um, all right. Well, we'll, uh, I, 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 I think, uh, we'll cover Bill Nye on, uh, tomorrow's minute. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're definitely not ignoring the Nye, but th- this there's, we, he needs his own minute. Yeah. True. We got a lot of, 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 uh, stuff for you guys to talk about on the Cornetto minute listeners pub on Facebook. So if you haven't joined the group yet, please do. And, uh, let us know about, television sales in england let us know about mm-hmm. uh kettle electric kettle prices um what what do you think a 500 hundred dollar kettle could do uh let us know mm-hmm. and uh we'll be back yeah. tomorrow but in the meantime let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over yeah.